to the Dietitian Values Podcast, a space for conversations that go beyond lip speak, challenge the status quo, and hopefully create a space where we can learn and unlearn in connection and community. Join me, Laura Jean, accredited practicing dietitian, as I brain up my thoughts, chat with insightful guests, and create a space where we'll probably end up with more questions than answers, but also a space for encouraging and inspiring accountable action. Let's dive in. episode of the Dietitian Values Podcast. Today we are wrapping up the series of when we've been running through over the last few weeks. us the And so what I will do is in the show notes I will drop all the episode links if you haven't um, started from the start or you want to catch up or go re-listen. And today I want to talk about some things to hold. Eight things because I wrote them down and counted them before I press record. So at this stage, eight things I may think of something as we're chatting, but probably eight things to hold, to hold in mind, to hold, you know, with you as you plan. Or eight things to consider, eight things to reflect on, however you want to think about it. And I mentioned and I have reiterated over the whole course of this series that um, as I've brought each of these episodes, it, it doesn't have to be followed in a linear fashion. So these eight things are things you can consider from the start, or I just felt like it was a nice way to kind of summarise um, the overarching um, intention that I bring or want to leave with you around planning. So let's jump in. Number one, you don't have to plan. So maybe you've listened along, you've invested some time, but kind of realize planning is not your thing you've tried you've pulled out the paper you've pulled out the pens and the highlighters and the stickers and the colors and the whiteboard marker or whatever that you like to plan with all the things all the stationaries and it just isn't feeling right you don't have to plan you don't have to plan right now you don't have to plan ever life will happen whether you plan it or not right your business it's going to keep ticking over so you don't have to plan that's really the crux of my approach to business, to life, to supporting you if we were working together or even just through this podcast, through through all that I share, is that do it your way. Find how things work for you. And planning doesn't have to be the only way. Planning is like held up as this thing we must do. It's essential, you know, um, what's that fail to plan and plan to fail um, kind of quote, like as if you don't plan yeah, you're going to fail. But life happens whether you plan it or not. So you don't have to plan. If it doesn't feel comfortable, you don't have to plan ever and you don't have to plan right now. You know, the year will tick over. You will keep going forward in your business um, with or without a plan. And plans just don't work for everyone. Similarly, that so many of the tools of our culture are, you know, put forward as like without them you'll fail, without them like there's something wrong with you. So I really want to emphasize that really not that you need my permission but really want to let really just put that out there because I can imagine that there are humans out there maybe it's you who just really don't like planning and keep putting themselves through this hassle and through this um, discomfort and through this judgment and all of these things around it so I'm here to let you know you don't have to plan. Number two planning is a tool it's an instrument of support it's supposed to support you so if not, leave it. Refer to number one. You don't have to plan. Um, take what works for you and leave what doesn't. So planning is should, I don't think, and I'm not going to use the word should, I don't think planning 
is a tool that is a tool of support if it makes you feel shit about yourself, if it makes you feel shit about what you're doing in your business, where you're going, what's going on. That's not a supportive tool. So either throw the planning out or consider a values-aligned, values, your values-driven way to plan. Um, it is an instrument, you know, it's part of getting you where you want to go. Um, and if it's not doing that, then it's not actually supporting you. So either ditch it, refer to number one, don't worry about planning, you don't have to plan, or num- or, or maybe it's about reorganising it, taking what works for you and leave what, leave what doesn't, which leads me to number three. When it comes to planning, even though I said, you know, planning something designed to get ready to go, the process can be the point. Doing the plan can be the point. And so when you do plan, when you are putting a plan in place, the act of putting the plan in place might be the thing that's actually helpful, getting thoughts out of your head, uh, popping things down on paper, as opposed to the actual like, this will happen on this date, this will happen by now, and this will lead to this, or like you're having a goal and then reverse engineering it with a plan. The process of planning can be the point. Um, and I'll share with you for myself something that I realized about myself over the last um, probably about two years ago, I think it was. It was in 2020, actually. Yes, a few years ago. Um, I realized that for me, I've, I'm a big list writer, right? Like I love writing lists. I love writing lists about all the things, lists about all the lists I need to write. No, I don't generally do that. Um, but I like lists, right? I love sitting down and writing a list. And I don't always follow through with those lists. But the act of writing the list is like nervous system hygiene. It's like it's a way if I'm feeling overwhelmed, it's a way if um, things are not moving forward. The, the way I kind of figured out what a great role it was was in 2020, um, I'd had my third kiddo we're in the middle of a panini and, um, you know, I was, I was at home. Um, my third baby was really challenging for me emotionally, mentally physically, all the things, and um, I found writing lists of things and dreaming into things through lists and plans was really supportive for me and really actually made me feel like it, it Like it helped me to find joy and gratitude um, and not necessarily lists of things I was grateful for. Mostly I wrote, like, let's be honest, garden lists. I'll, I'll be truthful with you. I wrote lists of, like, all the plants I was going to plant in my in my garden when, when we moved out of the place for renting, which is a shitty rental. Um, and, you know, we'll, we'll working towards finding our own space again. And so, like, that was mostly, I'll, I'll really be honest, it was, it was 90% garden planning. <laughs> and it was it was some business planning and lists in there too. I was like, once I kind of, you know, have space to get back to this, this is where I want to be taking things. Um, but even though, you know, I wrote those big lists of plants, and I, and I have used them, and I, I drew, drew garden plans and cool things, but, I mean, you know, I didn't actually have a garden, a space. So, it was about the process of planning and dreaming into the possibilities and where I wanted to go, where I was seeing myself. And not to wish my life away in the moment, but also just dream into my future, kind of like a this too shall pass kind of way. So anyway, I put that out there just to, yeah, just to let you know that the process can be the point. Doing a plan or creating a plan doesn't always have to be about getting you to an outcome. So one, you don't have to plan. Two, it's it's, it's a tool, an instrument of support. So if it's not supporting you, um, to have a little bit, get a bit curious. Three, the process can be the point. So just the act of planning can be all that you are, not all, but, you know, quote, unquote, all you're getting out of it. That can just be the whole point of planning. And let's keep on to which which fits perfectly into number four of plans can change or plans might not actually ever come to fruition. 
Um, you may never actually live out the plan. Some of those plans and garden lists and little designs I did, I never, they never came to fruition. And inside my business, I've planned many things. Um, or, you know, at the start of the year, wrote down some ideas of things that might work or might not work. This past year, I planned, um, I planned, you know, the launch of, well, you might not know, but anyway, if you do know, I planned the launch of my six-month program, Radical, and I tentatively put in potentially doing a second, like it, it, Radical goes for six months, so doing like a second cohort at a point through the year, um, but I never did that. Um, it didn't, didn't feel right, didn't fit, things changed. I had less um, childcare support than I had thought I would have at the start of the year, so plans can change in that way, so like you can plan something and it doesn't happen. And then also, you can just have no idea of what might come up and the opportunities that might come your way. At the start of 2022, I had no plan to fly to LA. I had no plan to go on an international trip for two weeks. I had no plans for that. The opportunity came up. The it, For me, it just felt fully values aligned, and so I went with it. Um, and so my plans changed drastically in both ways. Some things got removed and some things got added in. And both were supportive. So your plans can change and that is okay, right? So the process can be the point and you can plan fully with the expectation or hope or desire that a, a plan will come to fruition and it doesn't. And sometimes that's within your choice, um, within your decision, like you make a decision not to do a thing or you make a decision to do a thing. And then sometimes it's outside of your, your you know, your influence, your sphere of influence. Um, there's a pandemic. Um, and so how many plans changed in 2020? Right now, I mean, it's still happening, right? Um, just this week, actually, just today, I found out um, it's the last week of my kiddos' school and we normally have a community breakfast here on Friday morning. Just this week, it's been, that's been cancelled or, or postponed to the new year. All the people put in all the time and planning. I was supposed to go down and warm the croissants, croissants for, the, <laughs> for, the, for the breakfast. Plans changed. It's cancelled. So my plan has changed for this week the plan for, you know, the PNC for the year. So plans can change because of things outside of our sphere of influence. And so having having the skills to take care of ourselves when that happens, um, but also, you know, just holding that as you do plan, remembering that as much as you can plan something or or hope for something that it, that it doesn't always come through. And sometimes that's because we don't want it to. And sometimes that's because of things outside of our sphere of influence. So plans can change. Number five, plan your way. Find a way of planning that works for you. Maybe you have it already. Maybe you don't. Maybe you've been planning over the years or you've tried to plan or tried to fit yourself inside a plan. So perhaps it, it's back to point number one in that planning doesn't work for you. You don't have to plan. Like maybe it's just something, it's a tool that doesn't support you. Everyone has different, um, you know, ways of thinking and approaching the world. And so it's impossible to think there's just one way that works for everyone. So plan it your way. So maybe your way is to ditch planning. Maybe it's just to write a list, a list of five things, two things, one thing. Maybe it's the one word piece. Maybe that's enough planning for you, just an intention, a word, something you want to feel into for the year, and that's planning for you. Maybe it's a big old dream, like dreaming the biggest, grandest, most amazing, values-aligned, life-fulfilling year for yourself. And see what comes of that. Or maybe it's doing that and, you know, going your hardest to uh, make all those things eventuate. Like you do you, right? Plan your way. Maybe it's a calendar. I've got a big whiteboard um, wall calendar, like a perpetual one. I can rub it off and I can see the whole year. I'm really visual. 
So I like to kind of see it um, and then I put it in my, then I have like a little a little visual year one in the front of my diary. So I like a, I like a paper diary. I like things in paper. Like I, I, I don't plan very well um, electronically. Like I put things into my electronic calendar in my phone because when I make an appointment or when I'm doing things, I need to know what's going on. But when I'm planning, when I'm thinking conceptually, I need it written down. I like a big whiteboard. I like all the coloured markers. I love stationery. So that's my way of planning. Um, and I've, I've taken you through my kind of like overarching process over this series. But you find your way. Plan your way. Find the way that works for you. And planning doesn't have to look a certain way. Um, what, you know, find the strategies and tools that work for you or get rid of the planning, you know, like back to point number one. And I'm going to keep coming back to that because it's so important and I don't think it's talked about enough because it's almost like this idea that there's something wrong with you and that there will be wrong, like, you know, everything's going to go wrong if you don't plan. So don't plan or plan your way, find a way that works for you. And side, you know, side note, um, this is a podcast about my, you know, to, to help and support you and also I run a business. So if you wanted support around finding your way, around getting curious about planning for your year, then I can support and hold space for that. So just to let you remind you of that if you need that support. Number six, bring it back to your values. As you are planning, as you are going through the process of planning, as you are thinking, dreaming into your year, reflecting, all of those pieces, bring it back to your values. And it might be like, like a like a cycling back so like thinking about things and then coming back like a like a regrounding in your values or it might be as you do things sort of holding your values here I'm talking with my hands you know I'm picturing myself holding my values here next to me while I plan you know find the way that works for you maybe it's having your values visually um, written down somewhere and so as you're planning you're thinking of that um maybe it's the whole idea of like what are the maybe you set some kind of intentions around your values so that that can shape your planning it's however works for you find the way that works for you but um definitely bring it back to your values ground in your values your plan if you have a plan and if your plan is taking you somewhere you want it to be where you want to go which is your values aligned vision of your life and your you know your business which is nested inside your life not separate to not in competition to not work life balancing things work is nested within your life and so bring it back to your values as you're doing it if you're planning for the process you know like hmm, I don't really know what's going to come to fruition if anything's going to even happen but I really like the act of planning and you're planning you know the process is the point and again still bring it back to your values if you're not planning at all then that is hopefully going to be a values-driven decision for you. Bring it back to your values, what supports you, what helps you to become aligned, more aligned or move closer, remembering that values are actionable, but they're also aspirational. So it's not about being the most values aligned. It's not about being perfectly values aligned, but what moves you closer to that or what not even moves is in a physical having to go anywhere, but what even just within yourself brings that alignment, that brings that values-driven feeling, that values-driven anchoring, um, groundedness, connectedness within you or strengthens it. It might not even bring it in or take you anywhere, but it makes that feeling of being grounded stronger and um, that connection to your values stronger. Number seven, when you are planning, so, you know, you've gone through all these things, you've decided you're planning, you didn't stop at number one, you don't have to plan and, and stop listening to the episode, or maybe you did, but you won't hear this then. Um, number seven, don't forget the things around 
the plan as you are planning. So when you are planning, um, you don't have to get into the super nitty-gritty of things, but if you are planning something, so let's use a business example, if you're planning something like a program, remember the things like when you're planning, you know, it's not just pop the date that the program starts, right? Remember all the pieces around it, any leading stuff like launches, reaching out to people um, beforehand. You know, maybe you've got something new that you're wanting to talk about. So then part of the planning might might also be like, where are you going to start talking about that? Maybe three, six, well, whatever kind of time frame you want months out before that thing. Um, when I started, when I launched Radical this year, I started talking about it the year because I knew I wanted to do it, right? It was still kind of forming and I didn't have a firm plan because, you know, planning's flexible when you have small humans and well, planning's flexible when you are human too. Um, and also I think the number of humans you um, hold space for the, the, as that increases the complexity of what you're holding can increase I mean it, it doesn't have to be that way but anyway for me I find um yeah I'm kind of dreaming to my idea so I was thinking about radical for a while so I was talking about I was kind of talking about this space and and letting people know that it was coming um and that really helped one for me to just start getting comfortable and start talking and wrapping words around it but also just getting people prepared that this thing was coming now you don't have to do that maybe it's a one-off like webinar so you don't necessarily want to start talking about that six months out because people will be like, like, you know, this is you don't need a lot of leading for that kind of thing. But some things you do. So think about the time that you need around that maybe single event or single kind of marker of something starting. And then also same by the same token, what about at the other end? Do you need to do any follow-up actions? So maybe it's like logistical follow-up, like sending out emails, you know, sending out um Videos, transcripts, follow-up stuff to people. So making sure you've got that time, like you've planned for that. Maybe it's um, collecting testimonials or doing surveys or maybe you run a program and then like three months or six months later you do a follow-up thing, a community call or a one-to-one session with people. Um, or maybe a, start, a part of people um, finishing up work with you, you send them something like um certificate I don't know if people send those sort of things anymore a package of books uh, or resources that you send out either physically mailing out or sending it in through email maybe it's a gift you know however you operate your business thinking about those things and then also for yourself what kind of time do you need to decompress to reground in your values to do any nervous system hygiene what do you need around that so when you're planning a thing knowing yourself so important and this is why if we go back to the very first episode of this series where we talked about reflection this is where keeping that little diary keeping notes it doesn't have to be like a physical like dear diary today I felt it can be oh didn't turn my phone on silent before recording podcast don't know if you heard that um but it could just be those notes so that you know like how much kind of time like you can keep a bit of a bit of a note about the kind of time you need after something um or what, what it felt like to go from one one thing to another and, and the timelines that you have planned historically, how that's actually played out for you and how it's worked for you or not. So then you can actually take that into account when you're planning going forward. And so you might run a three-month program, let's just say, I'm just pulling some dates out, three-month program, but actually the leading starts two months before. And then it takes you a month to kind of do all the kind of follow up stuff, come down from that a little bit, and to make you and, and before you feel ready to start talking about something else. So if you've got a three-monthly program and you want to launch it several times across the year, perhaps if it takes you two months leading and one month post, we're actually looking at a six-month 
time. So maybe even though it's only three months of actual um, implementing the program, that it actually feasibly for your capacity, for how it works for you, it might only be that maximum of two times a year that you can actually run that program just by because you need to give yourself that time. So when you are planning, don't forget about the things around the actual like start of a thing or the actual, you know, penciling it in. Same like if you're doing, um, like if you have in your plan, like you want to present at a conference or you are presenting at a conference or you've got something where you're part of somebody else's, uh, um, you know, you're collaborating with somebody. You might have things you need to send out for that. So emails that you send out to let people know about that or follow up around that, you know, meetings that come up because as you're moving in towards um, getting close to an event or something like that. So anyway. Just having a bit of a think about it when we're planning. Sometimes we can put things like, you know, for example, oh, I'm part of this, I'm doing a seminar on this date or I'm going to a conference I'm presenting on this date or I'm going to a conference and I want to attend and so you just have that date on your calendar but there can be other things around that. Number eight, don't forget plan for space, for connection, for joy and for rest. So when you are planning, planning for these things however they show up for you in your values driven values aligned life um and again reflecting like what how have you been feeling have you had enough space um if you are have been feeling maxed out if you've been feeling overwhelmed just talking to somebody about this today having a conversation and we're talking about where they're at now talking about how like what their what their workload was like and how that may was was feeling and then we're talking about their plans for next year and then, you know, it was really about discussing or just even just making space for that conversation um, or, or planting a seed to think about, okay, well, if this is your capacity that you're at now and you want to add these things in, how do you build, how do you make space for that capacity, for more capacity that's needed? Or how do you make space for that to actually fit in? So it's physical space, but it's also things like emotional, like space for regrounding, for taking care of yourself. Like you could physically fit X number of, um, you know, humans to work within a day, and if you need a certain time of downtime of um, nervous system regulation post a session, um, follow up. You know, we all know about the follow up for notes and things like that. But there can be other thing, pieces that you need. So for you personally, it might be that um, running a three month program, like I said, takes a month and just filling out afterwards, or doing a launch takes this much time, or um, going away or having travel, um, particularly, hopefully, um, some some time for yourself, you know, outside of work stuff, but even if it's work stuff. So don't forget to plan for space. The connection, you know, if that's something that is aligned with your values and all humans have a need for connection, even introverted own bodies like me, um, where, you know, you might, that might be something you want to plan for more of in the coming year. Plan for joy. Plan for rest. Um, these are all human needs um, to, to take care of ourselves. So plan, don't forget to plan basically to meet your own needs in your business and in your life. So they're the eight things I wanted to leave you with. Number one, you don't have to have a plan. Number two, planning is a tool or an instrument of support. If it's not supporting you, then we need to have a little bit of a rethink or throw it out the window. Number three, the process can be the points, but the process of planning might be the point. That's as far as you go process is a great tool for you it gets you in the in the frame of mind or um the, the space you want to be in for the year um so maybe that's as far as the things go right you plan it and that's the, that's the point number four plans can change and sometimes that changes within your influence um sphere of influence and sometimes it's outside of your sphere of influence so plans change 
we can plan for that as much as we can. And um, really, at the end of the day, it's about taking care of ourselves and, you know, our, our nervous system hygiene and um, maintenance so that we can take care of the outcome of any change of plans. Number five, plan your way. Find the way that works for you. Play around with it. It doesn't have to be diaries and calendars and spreadsheets and things. If that works for you, awesome. If it doesn't, find the way that works for you. Like I said, maybe it's just three things on a list. Maybe it's just a word, an intention for the year. Um, now, that's not to make you think, oh, God, now I've got to find a bloody word. Um, but, yeah, plan your way. Number six, bring it back to your values. Regrounding your values. Have your values as the thing that is guiding your process as well as grounding you in your process. Number seven, don't forget the things around the singular dates or times. So plan around the plan so that you've got enough, um, you know, realistic um, timelines and realistic expectations of of yourself Um, and realistic in that it, it actually matches you, who you are. Know yourself, know your values and have a plan that actually reflects those. Number eight, don't forget to plan for human needs, to take care of your needs. Space, connection, joy, rest, they were the ones that I've mentioned, but there's other needs, other basic human needs. And so have a plan that actually allows you to have those needs be met, to take care of those needs. So that's what I wanted to leave you with on this final um, session around planning. If you've got any questions, comments, concerns, please feel feel free to reach out. I'm always here to continue the conversation. Um, either via email laura at um, dietitianvalues.com or over on Instagram at dietitianvalues. And if you want some space or some support around planning or getting, you know, more clear on what type of planning or how plan works for you or what's the alternative if you've tried to plan and it just doesn't work and you like that idea of throwing out the plan, but then also you want some space or support um, around that, what might, what might look like for you, then please feel free to reach out. Um, I do have good fit calls or we can, we can work together if that would feel aligned. Okay, so that wraps up our series on planning. Thanks so much for following along. If you've missed any of the any of these four episodes, obviously not this one because you're listening, um, I'll drop the links to those in the show notes. Okay, until next time, bye for now. Thank you so much for listening. I really appreciate you and the time you've given to me. If you like what you heard, please share it with your dietitian besties and subscribe on your platform of choice. Want more like this? Come follow along and continue the combo on Instagram where I hang out at Dietitian Values. I'm so grateful for you and the opportunity to connect. Have a good one. Catch you next time on the Dietitian Values Podcast. The Dietitian Values Podcast is recorded on the unceded lands of the Ngambri and Ngunnawal people. I pay my respects to the elders past, present and emerging.